Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Well, you know what day it is. It's Friday! Yep, we love Friday. Weekend off, spend some time with La Familia. We like that. Folks, this is an important show today because there was some breaking news yesterday that is making its way around the Twitter sphere, Facebook sphere, and the internet about a raid on a whistleblower in the Clinton Foundation case, and a lot of people are celebrating. Um, Joe, probably you, you as well. A lot of people are like, hey, this is great. Yeah. Finally, we're getting to the bottom of the Clinton Foundation. Folks, um, listen to me. I'm not, I'm not so sure that this is, uh, this is good news. Yeah. No, don't go anywhere. I will explain. This may be, I, I, I hate to be the bad. Listen, I'm not looking on a Friday to be Debbie or Danny Downer. I'm just telling you, this may not be the, these are not the droids you're looking for, if you know what I mean. All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by one of my all-time favorite sponsors in the history of Dan Bongino Show sponsorships, Man Crates. Man Crates. As a guy, I, <laughs> it's hard to buy us gifts. My wife and I legit had this conversation last night on the couch. My birthday's coming up December 4th. She's like, what am I going to get? I'm like, nothing. There's nothing you can get me. But now there is something you can get me. Even if we knew what we wanted, we probably wouldn't tell you, but it doesn't have to be so hard. This year, give the guy in your life the perfect gift with man crates. Man crates. Give a gift to your buddy, your brother, your, 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 your dad. This is a, I mean, the gift options at Man Crates are endless. Man Crates knows what guys like, and they have hundreds of unique quality gifts that he's guaranteed to love. Here's just a few. They have the exotic meats crate or the whiskey appreciation crate that has personalized decanters and personalized glasses, the perfect vessels for his favorite scotch or bourbon. They have a knife making kit, the grill master crate for the king of the barbecue with a cast iron smoker box, Joe and a brass knuckle meat tenderizer. I Come gotta on, have folks. one. Yeah. You gotta, where else are you gonna get that? Man crates, <laughs> man crates, man crates. Most gifts shipped in a sealed wooden crate with a crowbar, legitimately. So you get to pry that sucker open in front of everyone. I did it. it took me about five minutes. It was awesome. <laughs> with man crates, you're giving him more than a gift. You're giving him an experience that everyone will remember. Comes with 100% satisfaction guarantee. Listeners to the show, buy one gift. And you will get the second gift for 25% off when you go to mancrates.com slash Dan. Mancrates.com slash Dan. This offer is only for the holidays. Buy one gift and get the second at 25% off at mancrates.com slash Dan. Mancrates.com slash Dan. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's yeah. worth your time. Okay. Folks, this is these are not the droids you're looking for, okay? Not man crates. Those are the droids you're looking for. So the story comes out yesterday. I get a ton of emails. Hey, this is great. Let me just read to you um, the headline first. This is from an exclusive story at the Daily Caller by Richard Pollack. It is in the show notes today. Please, please, please read it. Go sign up for my email list. I will send these stories to you every day. You don't have to do the work of finding. Here's the takeaways from the story. The FBI has raided the home of a whistleblower who was in possession of documents regarding the Clinton Foundation and Uranium One, according to the whistleblower's lawyer, Michael Ciceris. The whistleblower, Dennis Nathan Kane, had turned the documents over, he had, over to the Department of Justice's Inspector General and both the House and Senate Intel Committees. Oh, isn't that special? According to the lawyer, the FBI rummaged through Kane's home for six hours, even after the whistleblower handed over the documents, according to his lawyer. 
I had people emailing me all day. Look, finally, we're getting to the bottom of the Clinton Foundation. Look, they're going after him, folks. Again, I don't think this is the case. Here's what I think is going on. First, let's establish some facts here. The whistleblower who was turned over, he had already, folks, this guy, the FBI raided the home of. Think about what I'm about to tell you. Process this. The whistleblower had already turned over these sensitive documents, which allegedly have some damning material about the Clinton Foundation and Uranium One. The whistleblower had already turned these documents over to the inspector general. The government already has them. Why would the FBI go and raid the home of a whistleblower under federal whistleblower protection guidelines? Why would they do that if they already had the documents? You thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking. Joe, I think this is an effort, again, to make this all go away. Now, That's where I was headed. A lot of you were very upset at my speech, the viral speech I've been putting up on my show notes that I gave in Palm Beach about this, the Spygate case where I put it together and I summed it up in 20 minutes. A lot of you were upset at the end when Sebastian Gorka, who was at the speech, asked me a question um, about who, who I felt was going to go down on this uh, and who was going to be prosecuted. And I said, I thought the political players were going to skate. I'm hoping, I am desperate to hope, I, I, I'm, I'm praying I'm wrong. But you ask me for my opinion, I'm going to give it to you. I'm not telling you I'm not. What do you think the purpose of my show is? I'm fighting this every day to get the Hillary Clinton team, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and his team accountable. But I have zero faith that anyone has cojones left in Washington, D.C. And I think what happened yesterday is further evidence that what I told you was true. The only purpose, ladies and gentlemen, let's put the lead out there now for an FBI raid on a whistleblower's house where the documents are already in possession is because the documents are so devastating that they want to make sure that they can clean up the mess and get this all under FBI custody immediately. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. The conservative treehouse guys uh, have uh, some stories up on their website today that are that are really good. And and I want to be careful with this. And they admit they're, that, you know, that they're speculating. And they hope they're wrong, too. But I'm starting to lean with of their theory and other theories from people I've been chatting with out there. One specifically on an email communique here. That this is an effort by FBI and DOJ people to desperately make this all the Clinton corruption go away. Folks, why would it listen to me? I, I Why would I say that? Right. Why would I go and give a speech in front of a group of conservatives? Right. A speech. And at the end, when asked an honest question, give an answer that I. You know, nobody wanted to hear. Why? Everybody everybody wants applause when they give it. That's what you do. Why would I give an answer when Sebastian asked me, hey, do you think Hillary Clinton's going to go down? I said, no, I don't. I think they're going to sweep this all under the rug. And that's the purpose of the Mueller probe. Why would I give that answer if I don't believe it to be true? It'd be silly. Why upset your crowd? You never, Joe, listen, you've been in the public space for a long time in a radio station. Yeah. You don't want to talk about content that upsets your audience. Well, but you want to be honest. Yeah, you got to be honest. Yeah. And folks, us ignoring what's going on right now under the hope that they eventually get prosecuted one day and pretending this stuff isn't real is nonsense. That's your credibility, man. You, you got to say your what credibility. has to be said. Now, Joe, do you remember a while ago we did a show? I sometimes get emails about the show. Forgive me. I don't remember the number, but it was a mm. good six months ago. Mm. I did a show where I was getting some in- information, let's say, that there was a horse trade process going on. Yeah. I used remember those this words, show? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That the yeah. DOJ 
and the FBI are well aware of their spying efforts on Trump, yeah. all the Obama administration malfeasance, Hillary Clinton's malfeasance and the Uranium One approval, the Clinton speeches in Russia for $500,000. The bottom line is the FBI and the DOJ understands the role of, of heavily connected political players and the DOJ and FBI in this grotesque scandal. In an effort to preserve the integrity, and I'm, believe me, I'm saying that with air quotes, folks, the integrity of these institutions, because the people at the top have entirely let down mm. the working men and women there who do a good job. I know a lot of assistant United States attorneys and FBI agents. But in order to protect the integrity of the institution, I had said in a horse trade show that I believe what's happening right now is Trump team efforts to root out the deep state slobs who did this. The deep state scavengers who tried to take down the Trump team, they can't let them all go down at the same time. Folks, please follow me. I know it's upsetting, but follow me for a second. Yeah, I, I know why. Go ahead. The, you, you see where I'm going with the show? Yeah. The Department of Justice and FBI cannot have 50 or 60 people a day brought out in, in handcuffs and, and political players locked in. There would be a popular revolt on the left side. I'm not telling you that's right. Please stop emailing me like, Dan, this is crazy. Why are you? I'm not defending anything. I'm telling you what I'm hearing. If it doesn't interest you, that's fine. I get it. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing and what I believe to be true. There is a horse trade going on somewhere by players on both sides. The Trump anti-swamp effort and the swamp protection team. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. They give you one of them, we'll give you one of us. This is clearly at some point going on. How do I know this? Read this interesting piece in the show notes today by the New York Post. I'm not, not just because of this piece. I've been hearing this for six months. But people connected who have some contacts are hearing some of the same things I am. There's a piece in the New York Post. Trump's threatening to declassify documents that are going to destroy the Democrats. The piece is up in the Post today. What does that tell you? My podcast makes sense now in some of the titles. I had a title the other day on the podcast, which Joe produced. What was the title, Joe? President Trump's holding all the cards. Yeah. He has the documents. He understands the role of Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton's deep state players, or the Obama administration deep state players, and the Department of Justice and the FBI in the biggest political scandal of our time. He knows it. But ladies and gentlemen, the, 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 uh, the deep state swap ratters the swap, the, the swap rats, they have cards too. And us pretending it's not there out of a sense of faux bravado isn't doing anything. They have cards too. What are their cards? They have the media and they have the secret weapon. What I've been telling you all along, Bob Mueller, this is Mueller's job to keep the heat on Donald Trump so he doesn't expose these people. Does this make sense? This is why I spend my time just ripping apart and debunking this nonsense that Bob Mueller's a white hat. He's a good guy. He's not a good guy. Bob Mueller was the FBI director during the Uranium One scheme. He's, he's in there specifically to cover up the DOJ FBI malfeasance to do what? Here's the headline. Preserve the Department of Justice and FBI's reputation at all costs. If we're going to throw people in the tank here, we're going to do them one at a time. That's why I said at the end of this speech, I wasn't making this up. That I thought a lot of three letter agency people were going to go down. 
They'll go down one at a time. It'll be dragged out over time. And it will not be a perp walk of, of five or six people out of FBI headquarters. I'm not telling you it's nice or cute. Nah, it sucks. It sucks is right. Yeah. Thank you for not being diplomatic because we don't have to be diplomatic anymore. This does suck. Joe's right. It plain sucks. But folks, this battle against the deep state that Trump's been waging since the day he got into office was not going to be resolved overnight. What significant battle against entrenched interests who've been doing this, ladies and gentlemen, for literally decades, entrenching themselves in the federal bureaucracy, in the Department of Justice. You think these people were all going to leave overnight? This fight's going to take time. I want you to smile a little bit. It's going to take time. Now, you say smile, you open up the show saying how this Hillary Clinton, this raid on this whistleblower is not a good thing. It's not. But I sense, like I sense with the Cohen uh, plea yesterday, that this is, an, this is a panic move, folks. It's a panic move. Because you got nothing. Nothing. Zippo. You got nothing. They don't. This is what's going on. All of these things happened at the same time. We won back the Senate. But when, well, we, uh, we didn't win back. Let me be precise. We won more seats in the Senate. We're now up after the Cindy Hyde-Smith win in Mississippi, 53-47 on the Republican side. Follow me. We win the Senate by a bigger margin in the midterms. Trump gives his answers to Bob Mueller. Right after that, you see this flurry of activity. Phony leaks about Paul Manafort and Julian Assange. The Michael Cohen story. The pressure on Jerome Corsi. Corsi goes public. You see the story uh, yesterday about the Clinton Foundation leaks in the raid. You see this flurry of activity just in the last week. Ladies and gentlemen, this all happened this week. At least the stories about it did. What does that tell you? Let me connect the dots. Bob Mueller is not going to charge Donald Trump with anything. He can't indict the president. That's clear. But he is not going to charge in his final report, which I believe may be forthcoming. Bob Mueller is not going to charge the president of the United States in that report with any crimes. What he is going to do is he is going to tell a story. How do I know this now? I know this because of the Michael Cohen plea. Michael Cohen, a couple of things are missing from this plea. In Michael Cohen's plea, he never pleads guilty to any US, uh, 18 USC 371 conspiracy charge. In other words, as Andy McCarthy, and I have another Andy McCarthy piece in the show notes today, a National Review has said often, and it's important. Folks, I've done this. I've charged people with conspiracy at the federal level as an agent. When you see a conspiracy, a collusion conspiracy to overthrow an election, a conspiracy to overthrow an election like Donald Trump is charged with doing with the Russians. At some point, ladies and gentlemen, when you charge people with that, someone has to be charged with the actual conspiracy, Joe. Yeah. You charge either the big dog or an underling. You get them to lay out the conspiracy in a charge and plead guilty to it. Joe, mm. why would you do that? It's a common explain. I'm not going to put you on the spot. From a federal agent's perspective, if, 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 if Donald Trump is involved in a conspiracy to steal Hillary Clinton's emails, to use them to impact the election, why do you want someone at some point to plead guilty to that? Although, ladies and gentlemen, nobody has. 
not Manafort, not Papadopoulos, not Cohen. No one's pled to anything close to that. Why? Because they don't have it. But you get people to plead to the conspiracy to do what, Joe? To send a message to the co-conspirators that we understand the conspiracy. Here's the criminal information. Here's the indictment. Here's what we know. You guys are mm, with an ED at the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? The co-conspirators come forward. All right, I want to plea. I want to. Why do, why do they do that, Joe? Think, think like a, a federal agent for a minute. If you have a conspiracy and you get some person to admit to all the components of the conspiracy, what happens to the co-conspirators? They realize they're screwed and they all try to beat the, beat them, beat the other guy to the door to get a better deal. Yeah, no, no, I want to tell. No, I want to tell. No, I want to tell more because they realize they're screwed because they're reading the conspiracy. They're reading the guilty plea. They understand there's now a rat in their midst, right? And what do they do? They're like, oh, man, I'm screwed. I better get my lawyer to plead, too, so I get the deal he got. Ladies and gentlemen, think. I think this is one of the insights. I, again, I'm not trying to sound in any way pretentious. or anything. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, having done this stuff, this is what you do to pressure people who are involved in a criminal conspiracy to come forward and give you the relevant facts. You get someone to plead guilty to it. The Cohen plea was for false statements. It had nothing to do with conspiracy. This says to me, Mueller has nothing. That's point number one. Mueller's got nothing. Secondly, what does the Senate have to do with this? We won significant, we had significant gains in the Senate. We're now up to 53. Ladies and gentlemen, the impeachment trial happens where? In the Senate, where they need a two-thirds vote. Meaning, they would need significant numbers of Republicans to vote with the Democrats to get the president out of office in an impeachment trial in the Senate. Folks, they don't have anywhere close to that. There is, listen to me, zero chance, unless something major surfaces that Donald Trump robbed a bank or something, there is zero chance, which isn't going to happen, zero chance the president is going to be removed from office. Now, does the panic moves this week start to make sense? The Democrats were hoping to win some seats in the Senate and take back the majority. So at least they stood a chance in an impeachment trial. They lost seats. The trial is dead. Why charge someone in a crime you, with a crime, which is essentially what an impeachment trial is, you will never, ever get a conviction for. Remember, once they lose, going back to the well again for impeachment is a dead issue, politically speaking. It's not going to happen. Does the panic make sense now? Put these two stories together. The Clinton raid is not good news. It could be. It could be. Let me let me be. Let me. Let me I'm sorry. I don't mean to put any, or insert asterisks in there. I don't like to caveat my own stuff. I'm hearing it's it's not good news, and I am leaning heavily in that direction. There's a small possibility that it is an effort in the new Whitaker era to go get something done. I don't think so. I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is, again, they already had the documents. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this because there's more angles here. It's not just that. It's not just that they already had the die. Why raid a house you already have the stuff on? It has a lot to do with the Senate Intel Committee. I'm putting that down because I don't want to forget this. But put the stories together now. Why these moves, these panic moves are all coming out at the same time. 
We win seats in the Senate. Impeachment is now off the table, at least in the trial. They can still impeach in the House because they, but remember, the trial happens in the Senate. And secondly, Bob Mueller and Democrats and liberals and swamp rats who are probably familiar with what's going on with the Mueller probe are starting to realize right now that they have absolutely nothing. And the Cohen panic move is evidence of it. Cohen pled guilty to uh, lying to FBI agents about what, when discussions of a real estate deal in Moscow ended. Ladies and gentlemen, why Cohen even lied about that? I have no idea. It's not illegal for an international real estate businessman like Donald Trump to do what, Joe? International real estate. There's nothing illegal. But I don't even know why Cohen lied about it. Yeah. It makes no sense. They've got nothing. Now, McCarthy, Andy McCarthy in his brilliant National Review piece points out another flaw here. Um, excuse me, Bob, Byron, the Nancy, Andy McCarthy piece talks about not pleading guilty to the conspiracy. Remember that. Nobody has yet pled guilty to the conspiracy. When you're a federal agent, you need that to happen so that everyone else has sent the signal. We know what happened. Nobody knows what happened because it didn't happen. No one's pled guilty to it. But Byron York has another great piece in the show notes today. Really good. Please read them. Bongino.com. Roma email list, please. Byron York has another good piece. What happened to Prague? What happened to Prague? Hmm. Prague, you're like, what are you talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, the dossier, which was used by the deep state operators here, the FBI and the Department of Justice, the fake dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton, which had all this salacious, unverified information on Donald Trump, which Jim Comey acknowledged was salacious and unverified. Do you understand the dossier is the basis of this entire operation to take down Trump? Listen to me. If the dossier falls apart, the FBI and DOJ at some point are going to have to acknowledge a spied on the Trump team based on nothing but gossip that's been debunked. Okay? I, you already know that. That's simple stuff. Jim Comey desperately needed some components of the dossier to be true. Something. Anything, Joe. Why? Because let's go back to how I started the show. Mm. I mean, excuse me, Bob Mueller needed at least some component of it to be true. Comey, too. Mueller needs it to be true because he needs to keep the collusion fairy tale alive. Mm -hmm. The collusion fairy tale is summed up in the dossier. He needs some of it, any of it to be true. Why? Let's go back to the beginning of the show where I said, what is Bob Mueller's job? Bob Mueller's job is to make the Clinton Obama scandalous stuff go away to preserve the reputation of the Justice Department and the FBI. If Bob Mueller can confirm even a single scintilla of evidence about that dossier that implicates Trump in a conspiracy, even a little bit, what can he say, Joe? Oh, well, at least this part was true. The rest wasn't, but it was an honest mistake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why does the panicked Cohen plea now matter? Because as Byron York points out, a key component of the dossier fairy tale about how evil Trump conspired to win the election, Joe, is that he sent his lawyer, Michael Cohen, I addressed this in my speech, by the way, to Prague to cut a deal with tech people to steal Hillary's email in exchange for cash. Now, folks, that would be a serious, that would be very serious. If Donald Trump's lawyer during the campaign, Michael Cohen, did that, went to Prague to arrange for a computer theft and payments for, th for stolen information, I got news for you. They'd be in real trouble. What's the problem, Joe? It's not true. It didn't happen. It didn't happen, ladies and gents. It didn't happen. 
Cohen has vigorously denied this. Now, let me now now does York's piece make sense? If Michael Cohen is now cooperating with the Mueller team, which we know he is, why in the plea deal isn't an acknowledgement that Michael Cohen went to Prague and engaged in collusion with a tech guy to steal Hillary's emails? Because they didn't do it. That's in the dossier, ladies and gentlemen. The key component of the dossier is Cohen paid for Hillary's emails. He didn't plead guilty to that. Matter of fact, as far as we know, he has vigorously denied this to this day and not a scintilla of evidence has surfaced to say otherwise. In other words, Bob Mueller now is in desperation time because he realizes the entire dossier is complete crap and cannot be verified. So he needs to shut this guy down, Cohen, because the whole collusion case revolves around Cohen making this deal in Prague where he's never been. Now, again, are you understanding the panic mode this week? Why this? Co- we, uh, the Manafort Assange story, which is looking like garbage. The Cohen, we get this guy in court. Mueller and everyone around him, after losing the Senate, realizing impeachment isn't on the table and realizing the dossier is complete garbage, desperately is in cleanup mode now. There is some kind of a horse trade going on. And in order to clean up the mess and damage the people, uh, excuse me, and do damage to the Trump argument, they've got to somehow make key evidence disappear. Or at least get it under their custody. Now, in a horse trade, right, where Donald Trump and his team trying to clean out the swamp are going to be looking for legal or political accountability or both on the side of the Obama and Clinton team who went after him. Joe, do you think documents about Uranium One, Hillary Clinton's role in approving the Uranium One contracts, the sale of our uranium to the mm-hmm. Russians, $500,000 paid to the Clinton Foundation through Bill Clinton for a speaking fee paid by a bank involved in the Uranium One sale? You think these could be damaging documents in a horse trade? No, oh, I think so. Dad. You think so, don't yeah. you? So who would want custody of them? The DOJ and FBI, which understands it had a role in making a lot of this stuff go away when they knew it was happening. Because who was the FBI director during the Uranium One thing? Bob Mueller. Bobby! Bobby! Bobby M! Bob Mueller. What better guy to bring in as a special counsel to clean up the DOJ and FBI's air quotes reputation by keeping the attention on he, on on Trump than a guy whose reputation would be tarnished if he allowed people to tell the truth. Mueller's perfect for this. By the way, who was the uh, United States attorney on the precursor to the Uranium One case, the 10X case, where the FBI informant said that, hey, listen, we're, we're engaged in this uranium sales with people, to process uranium sales. And I got to tell you, I've got information here that the Russians are helping the Iranians build a uh, nuclear program, despite the fact that the Iranians are saying they're not trying to build a nuclear program and they want an Iran deal with us for their nukes. Uh, Who was the uh, United States attorney in that case? Oh, Rod Rosenstein. Yeah, the deputy attorney general. I'm not sure if you knew that. I know many of you do, but the liberals, of course, ignore that. They have every incentive, the players at the Justice Department, the FBI now to bury this. Now, let me read to you further from the Daily Caller piece. Now, let's get back to the raid. But I needed to explain that to you. Because if you don't understand that, the rest of the story doesn't make a lot of sense. So the operating, here's they're taking it out to 30,000 feet. 
What I'm trying to tell you right now is all this stuff that's happening this week that's being portrayed by the media is devastating for Trump. I'm telling you, I think it's devastating for the Mueller team. I think it's panic time. They are they they have to shut down Cohen because Cohen cannot authenticate the dossier. The dossier is the whole case for the FBI and DOJ. If the dossier falls apart, someone's going to have to admit they spied on Donald Trump with no evidence. Mueller knows this. They got to shut Cohen down somehow, anyhow, desperately. Cohen uh, now Mueller is desperate to tell a story. He's not going to be able to implicate implicate Trump in criminal activity to keep everybody shut down and is keep for and to maintain leverage in a horse trade. Mueller needs to write a story. The story is going to be very bad for Trump uh, uh, politically because it's told by Bob Mueller. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think Trump has any criminal liability in here at all. Uh, None. Matter of fact, I think it's going to be, I say it's going to be bad because it's going to be written by Mueller. Don't take that the wrong way. But do you understand he needs that as leverage in a horse trade because Donald Trump knows about everything I'm telling you. Mueller's role as the FBI director in the Uranium One, Rod Rosenstein's role as the lead prosecutor. Rod Rosenstein's role in signing the FISA warrants. He understands all of this. Mueller needs leverage. Mueller's leverage is the report that's going to be given to Congress for an impeachment proceeding, an impeachment proceeding they thought was likely before the midterms when they thought they could pick up a few seats in the Senate, an impeachment proceeding now in the Senate that looks like a dead end. So now Mueller's only leverage. It's not impeachment anymore, folks. He can't indict the president. Do you understand, Joe? Please tell me you get this. His only leverage, Bob Mueller is a really awful, horrible report written with all kinds of innuendo and nonsense to make the president look bad, to damage him politically. So what happens, Joe? So he does not get reelected in 2020 because impeachment is now off the table. That's the idea. Yeah. And to sweep everything else under the rug. And I think this Clinton raid is an effort by the Bureau to get a hold of all of this damaging information, get it in-house, get custody of it, and make sure this never sees the light of day. I'm going to tell you more about it in a second and why I think that's true. All right. Uh, today's show. Thank you. I love Jeff and Joe here. I, I, I know when a show's going well when he like tilts his head in, you know? <laughs> hey, We the People Holsters. We the People Holsters. They are the best holsters out there. They're custom made. We the People Holsters. They are beautiful. These are gorgeous holsters. These are not those off the shelf, inside the pants things you get at the, the, the cop shop or the buff store. No, no, no. These are custom-made, precision-cut holsters, precisely cut for the firearm you have now. They have an enormous selection of a variety for models of handguns. And by the way, they're putting out new models all the time and new designs. They have a Constitution one, a thin red line, a thin blue line. They have designs for women. You can adjust the cant and adjust the ride. What does that mean, by the way? Sometimes I say that, I get emails. When you have an in-the-pants holster, right, and it has a clip on it on the outside, the, the clips on these cheapo ones, they're immovable. So if the firearm is aggravating you, it's its rubbing against your hip bone, it's rubbing against your stomach, your your, your abs in a way you don't like it, it. It's annoying. It's just annoying. But you got to carry your firearm. You want to be able to defend yourself. God forbid the uh, something happens. These guys adjust. They made an adjustable clip so you can you can move it basically to the left or to the right for maximum comfort. You can also adjust the tension on the holster. It's, these things are gorgeous. I got one as a sample. I'm not kidding, folks. They are absolutely beautiful. They make fantastic gifts, too. Adjustable can, adjustable ride, adjustable tension. They have all custom designs. They're made in the USA right here in uh, Las Vegas, one of my favorite cities. They are priced at just $34. They come with a lifetime guarantee and free shipping. But here's the deal. $34 is cheap enough. But it wasn't cheap enough for We The People Holsters. <laughs> Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. 
We the people holsters.com slash Dan. You will not regret it. Just check them out. You'll be so convinced and get a load of this. You put in promo code Dan, my first name, you'll get $10 off. Your first holster will be $24 with free shipping. Come on. You're not going to get a better deal than that. They make a great gift. They are really, really terrific holsters. I can't recommend it highly enough. We the people holsters.com slash Dan promo code Dan for $10 off just $24. That's a really terrific deal. Okay. Let me read to you from this daily caller piece. Again, why I think this is a panic move by people in the DOJ, FBI, because impeachment's off the table because of the midterms and because Mueller's investigation into collusion is entirely dead. There is no there there. From the Richard Pollack piece in the Daily Caller, Kane, Kane's the informant, by the way, the whistleblower whose house was raided, further told the FBI agent that potentially damaging classified information had been properly transmitted to the Senate and House Intel Committees as permitted under the act. His lawyer said, the agent immediately directed his agents to begin a sweep of the suburban home anyway. Process that. A whistleblower who voluntarily turned over damaging information about the Clinton Foundation and the Uranium One deal, which Mueller and Rosenstein are involved in, a whistleblower tells the FBI guy at his house, or woman, we don't, they doesn't say who, tells the FBI agent, hey, I'm a whistleblower. I've already given this stuff over, and this stuff is potentially damaging stuff, and they raid his house anyway. I don't have to tell you we're facing a major threat. Big time. Frightened and intimidated, Kane, again, the informant, promptly handed over the documents, his lawyer told the Daily Caller. Yet even after surrendering the information to the FBI, the agents continued to rummage through the home for six hours. This happened in Maryland, Joe, by you. After asking and getting my approval to do so, DOJ IG Michael Horowitz had a member of his staff physically take Mr. Kane's classified document disclosure to the House and Senate Intel Committees. Uh, The informant's lawyer told the Daily Caller, why does that matter? Why does that matter? So let's walk through this again. Remember the lead. This raid, I do not think is a good thing. It's an effort to hoover up all this stuff and make it go away. The Senate Intel Committee. So what the lawyer for this informant is saying is an informant who has information, an informant who has damaging information about the Clinton Foundation, Uranium One, and the Uranium One deal, which Bob Mueller and Rod Rosenstein were heavily involved in. Rod Rosenstein is the prosecuting attorney. This informant turned over information to the IG. The lawyer makes a specific point to say this. Who gives it to the Senate Intel Committee? Joe, the Senate Intel Committee. Um, what's going on in the Senate Intel Committee? Oh, the same Senate Intel Committee who had the staffer, James Wolf, who is alleged in the charging documents to have leaked significant uh, negative information to the media about the FISA warrant and the Trump probe, who's alleged to have lied about it, about sensitive leaks to the media. That's what specifically what he was charged with. This is the same committee. The same committee Senator Mark Warner, Democrat, sits on, who, as I told you during this week's shows, is texting with a lobbyist for a Russian connected to Putin about setting up meetings with Christopher Steele, who worked for Hillary Clinton. Listen, process, process this. This gets complicated, but it's not. It's an effort by people involved in the scheme from day one to target Trump and leak to the press negative dossier information that's not true. It is an effort to make all of this go away. Follow follow the yellow brick road right to Oz. 
The FBI, the DOJ, the inspector general has information already at a whistleblower, negative info on the Clinton Foundation. They raid his house anyway. The lawyer makes a point to say, hey, this information was already turned over to the Senate Intel Committee. Oh, you mean the same committee that has a member actively communicating with a lobbyist who is the conduit between the Russians and Hillary Clinton's opposition researcher, Christopher Steele? You mean that lobbyist? So the lobbyist who clearly knows the main players who produced this dossier on Donald Trump is communicating with a guy on the Senate Intel Committee who's aware of negative information out there about the Clinton Foundation. He, he, how do we know? Because the lawyer for the informant says it. Hey, the Senate Intel Committee has this info already. I think the lawyer knows what he's hinting. In other words, the Senate Intel Committee that has a known leaker who's been criminally charged The Senate Intel Committee that has a known Democrat senator who's communicating with the major players in the dossier scandal. The Senate Intel Committee is also aware, Joe, of leaked information horrendously damaging to Hillary Clinton, Rod Rosenstein and Mueller. And all of a sudden, this guy's house gets raided. Why? Now, the. The treehouse guys have an interesting um, theory. I'm going to put this out as a theory because it's theirs, and I, but it, it makes some kind of sense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you both sides of this first, what's going on. I believe, by the way, again, that this is a cleanup operation, again, to get cold of that information. But I just want to put, put together some other stuff here as well. There are only two possible scenarios. I am hoping what I told you is wrong, that this is a cover-up. Let me give you the other scenario first. This, this is this this I've heard from some people as well. I'm not sure I put much credibility in it though. Is a theory out there that this is Huber, that John Huber, the United States attorney who's been charged with investigating a lot of this Clinton malfeasance, that Huber may be closing in on a bad guy in the Clinton case. I hope that's right. But let me just say that Huber being called to testify December 5th up in front of a congressional committee is not a good sign. So we have two alternate theories here. The raid on the Clinton Foundation informant is either a good thing because they're closing in on the Clintons, Joe, or the theory I've been guiding you down the path the entire time that this is not a good thing, that this is a raid to make all this go away to keep information about horse trade players on the sidelines or at least in their custody. Here's why I think the raid is a good thing theory that Huber's closing in on the Clinton Foundation is garbage. Mark Meadows, who is a bulldog, who is a absolutely terrific congressman from North Carolina. I really like Meadows a lot. Meadows and Jim Jordan have been on this case from day one. They are obviously being members of Congress with clearances read in on the intimate details of what's going on. The Mueller scam, the FISA scam, this whole thing. Meadows is the one who wants Huber, the United States attorney charged by the Justice Department with investigating this Clinton Foundation, Hillary email scandal malfeasance. Meadows, who's on our side, is calling Huber up to the hill on December 5th. Ladies and gentlemen, why would Meadows do that if Huber was closing in? Think, folks, think for a second. Just think like a federal agent, right? 
let's say the United States attorney, Huber, is really closing in and this raid is the end game and all these people are going to go down for what we know was massive government-wide corruption. You think Meadows wouldn't know that? Why would Meadows want to signal to everybody involved in a public hearing on December 5th, hey, the cops are coming. Who does that? Who does that? Listen to me. Meadows is not stupid. There are many members of Congress, some I've met, some are actually pretty dumb. Mark's not one of them. The reason Meadows is calling Huber up there is to put Huber on the hot seat and ask him what the hell is going on. Meadows is on our side. He's a legit white hat. He's a good guy in this. Why is Meadows calling up the U.S. attorney assigned with investigating Hillary Clinton's crap? He's not doing it because the Huber's knocking it out of the park. It's clear as day now that he's doing it because he wants to know what the heck are you doing? It's obvious. It's also obvious based on the lawyer's statements for the informant who carefully mentions that the information was turned over to the Senate Intel Committee, which we know has been corrupted. We have Warner dealing with the uh, Hillary's oppo researchers and the dossier dealers on text. We have a staffer over there arrested and being prosecuted for lying about leaking. The Senate Intel Committee has been covering this whole thing up and selectively leaking negative information about Trump. Now, if the Senate Intel Committee has this, this information about the Hillary Clinton team and the negative information about the Uranium One case, Joe, why hasn't that leaked? Mm. No, serious. I'm asking, why do you think? Why do you think the negative information about Hillary hasn't leaked from the Senate? This is not a trick from the Senate Intel Committee, but the negative information about Trump has. We don't have the press on our side. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Or the Senate Intel Committee. Right. Full of Republican swamp rats, too, and rhinos who hate Donald Trump. (laughs) Yes, you're right, though. The press is a big part of it, too. The press doesn't want to run negative stories Mm -mm. like that. about. They want to attack Donald Trump. And the rhinos and the Democrats have been an endless source of leaks through this staffer to damage Trump. That's why the lawyer in this Daily Caller piece for the informant on the Clinton case, the whistleblower, is like, hey, uh, wink, wink, nah, nah, the Senate committee already has this stuff. (laughs) Why raid my client's house again? Because they want it in the FBI's custody, because they're clearly looking to make this stuff go away. Don't be surprised for a second if on December 5th, if uh, Huber shows up for this hearing and it, it, and uh, some of this testimony makes it out there, that you see Meadows and them ask questions about this. What was that raid about? What were we looking for exactly? Folks, this is devastating stuff. Ooh. Now, there is one other possibility. So again, I just laid out in the beginning why I think this is a Hoover operation. Get all the information. Hoover it up. Make it go away. Mm -hmm. Theory number two is, oh, it's actually evidence of them closing in on the Clintons. I doubt that. There's another kind of hybrid theory going on here. The hybrid theory is that this is the FBI versus the IG. The Inspector General Michael Horowitz has done a decent job so far. 
his report on the uh, the malfeasance in the in the crossfire hurricane case. Uh, excuse me, on the Clinton email case was not as slam dunk uh, for the liberals as they thought it was. Not if you actually read the report, which I'm sure none of them did. The other theory floating around out there is that the IG who we had. Joe has this negative information about the Clintons. How do we know that? Because it's in the piece that the whistleblower said he gave the information to the IG, Michael Horowitz. Yeah. This is the government internal affairs guy who is in charge of getting to the bottom of all this garbage. There is a possibility here that Horowitz, who does not have prosecutorial power, he needs a United States attorney to convene a grand jury and all of that. There is a possibility here that the IG has uncovered significantly damaging information about the Clintons, the Uranium One deal, and Crossfire Hurricane, is about to issue his report. But the FBI, who has the power as well to go out and get the same information, wants to get a hold of it first so that they can start to prepare their defense. You dig? The IG does not work for the FBI. He's the equivalent of an internal affairs officer for the United States government. He is investigating the FBI. There is a distinct possibility here that the FBI knows what Horowitz has, the internal affairs guy. And they're like, oh, we're in trouble now. Remember, Horowitz is investigating the email scandal Mm -hmm. and crossfire hurricane. He's already written a report on the email side with the Hillary stuff. And he's indicated at the end of the report, if you paid attention, that he could not eliminate political bias as a reason for shuttling the Hillary email investigation in favor of an investigation into Donald Trump, despite the fact there was no evidence. He's already wrote that in a report, written that, excuse me, in a report. It's already in his report. He's scheduled to issue another report soon about FBI malfeasance, about the crossfire hurricane debacle, the investigation into Trump. There is a distinct possibility that the FBI knows how damaging this report is going to be in the Department of Justice. So this kind of feeds into theory one. It's not necessarily in conflict, but it's I say it's a hybrid because I Mm -hmm. I, I want to leave you with the good news. It's a hybrid because there may actually be some good guys in this, unlike story number one, where they're all trying to make this go away. Horowitz report may be damning and the Bureau may be involved in this search warrant to get a hold of that information to at least be able to mount the defense. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah. They need the information themselves, what their culpability is in this in the Mm -hmm. Department of Justice. So why wait for Horowitz? You know, why wait for Horowitz report? Let's go get any, there may be, in other words, you may say, well, Dan, they already have it because they turned it over to the Senate Intel Committee. Yeah, but the Bureau may be so terrified what this guy has, this whistleblower, that that, that's why, in other words, if you read the report, they say, Mm -hmm. well, I gave him the stuff I gave the Inspector General. And you notice it says in there, Joe, but they spent six extra hours at the house looking for more. (laughs) The Bureau may have this information, probably does, because it's probably been leaked from Senate Intel Committee people. And they're probably looking to determine the scope of information this guy really possesses because it's potentially very damaging. Folks, I'm putting out there, I'm giving you a a wide variety of information. I want you to make an informed decision yourself. The show notes will tie this together. But the things I'm using to buttress my opinions on this are all fact. Let's just wrap it up here. These are panic moves. It's clear as day. Impeachment's not going to happen. We won back the Senate. Trump gave his answers to the Mueller probe. They clearly were not what Mueller wanted. Mueller was hoping Manafort would work out. 
and admit there was collusion. He didn't. He was hoping Corsi would work out and admit there was collusion with WikiLeaks. He didn't. He was hoping Stone would work out and admit there was collusion. Roger Stone, he didn't. His final ace in the hole was Michael Cohen. He's got nothing on Cohen either. Now he needs to shut Cohen down because Cohen knows a key piece of the dossier that makes it true or false is trip to Prague is false. How does Cohen know that? Because Cohen never went to Prague. So he forces Cohen into a plea deal, shuts this guy down. These are panic moves. You don't got a thing, you punk. Nothing. So now what does he do? Now he needs to write a report because he's not going to have any indictable, impeachable charges. But the report has to be politically damaging. He's going to scoop up as much negative. Oh, Trump did a deal in Russia. Negative information. So what? There's nothing illegal about that. This report is going to be politically damaging because Mueller's purpose now is clearly to get Trump enough political damage done to him during the Democrat primary season that the report will be fodder for what, Joe? 20 plus Democrat candidates running for office who can use it daily against Trump. Mm -hmm. These are panic moves. Finally, on the Clinton Foundation, this raid, I don't think it's good news, folks. I think it's a Bureau DOJ effort to get their hands on really damaging Hillary information to allow the FBI, the DOJ, and all of the players involved, Rosenstein, Mueller, and everyone else, to craft a defense. Because they must understand that the IG has it. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. All right. Uh, Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. One of my favorite, favorite products out there right now is Foundation. Foundation is a creatine ATP blend. It is like having two extra gas tanks in the gym. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Folks, if you don't believe me about this product, you know what? I'm asking you not to. That's how confident I am. Really? Say, you know what, Dan? I'm skeptical that Foundation works. Like you say, okay, fine. You're actually doing me a favor. Give this stuff a shot. Take what I call the mirror test, right? This is how good this stuff is. It's like having two extra gas tanks in the gym. It helps you look better and perform better. Take the mirror test, though. Before you take even the first foundation pill, right? Take a little mental snapshot of what you look like in the mirror. Ah, what do I look like here? Click your eyelids like they're a camera, right? I want you to try the product. Give it about seven days to fully take effect. Seven days. Go back and take another mental snapshot in the mirror. You're going to be like, wow, this stuff is legit. I get nothing but overwhelming positive feedback. Not only will you look better, though, the mirror test works. Take the performance test, too. Go to the gym. Take a notebook with you. Write down some of your exercises, whatever, bench press, squats, deadlifts, whatever you're doing. Write down your weights and reps. Come back seven days later. Take another, uh, take another, uh, put another entry in the log. You're going to see in that notebook that your, uh, your numbers went up. You will look better. You will perform better. It is an absolutely terrific, wonderful, wonderful product. I can't say enough about. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up your bottle of foundation today. It is that good. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, before you get started again, I saw there was a really nice uh, tweet about your book uh, yesterday. Oh, thanks, Joe. You're yeah, a good guy. From, you know what's uh, funny? I have a producer at my NRA yeah. TV show, too. The equivalent of uh, producer Joe in NRA TV is... Mm. Uh, Producer Denise. Mm-hmm. And you know, Joe, and I think Joe, you, I'm in a little candid moment. Joe and I are legit friends, like this mm-hmm. banter we have back and forth. You, Joe, you've been in the radio business a long time, right? Can you yeah, acknowledge man. that some radio hosts off the air quietly hate each other? <laughs> yeah. They do, right? And they get on the air and, hey, buddy, hey, buddy. Uh, right? It happens all the time. My Unfortunately, buddy. more than you know. Um, I can tell you one place I worked where I know they hate each other because I was there. Um, Joe and I are legit friends. Like this is, yeah. 
this is real. Uh, and Denise and I are friends too. And I find it very touching that you felt the need to mention that because Denise did the same thing to me yesterday on the, what Joe's talking about, because I don't, I think self-praise stinks and I never, or I try to never bring up my own stuff because I hate it. I hate when radio hosts constantly talk about how wonderful they are. Look, I'm so great, yeah, baby. but yeah. I did not tell Joe to say that. So yesterday I was in the middle of doing my NRA TV show. And uh, what happened? Uh, a tweet came over from the Donald Trump account, which the whole world monitors saying, uh, uh, go out and buy D. Bongino's new book. It's great. He's a, what a, he's like a brave guy or something like. Or he's he's a strong warrior for the cause or something he's like tough, that. He's tough. He's smart. Yeah, he's tough and go. smart. Yeah, that's it. Right. That was and, great. Uh, I, I, Mr. President, I mean it. For, I know people on your team may uh, listen to the show. I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, uh, I really deeply appreciate that. It is a great honor to have the President of the United States recognize your book on Twitter and uh, showing the power of his Twitter account. We dropped down to number eighteen on Amazon, <laughs> which is really ridiculous i mean the 18th most sold book on amazon in the country uh during christmas season yeah. and the holiday buying season um thank you i i didn't expect it uh i i i got got a little bit of wind of it before it was going to come out but i didn't expect it when it did and i was like wow thank you so thank you for mentioning that joe you're a good man no, that's all right my career depends on your career so thank you Mr. yeah President. we are <laughs> married together i mean outside of my uh, wife paula i don't think uh i don't think i talked to anyone more by the way on a personal note um not to get off uh, track but some of you had paula's always a key figure in the show uh -huh, i bring yeah. her up every day there was a little innuendo yesterday i think joe caught on to and paula did too she's like did you say that on the air i'm like yes i did um <laughs> So some of you like to know, like Paula is uh, is on my Instagram. If you want to see what we look like, uh, most of you know what I look like. But I put a great picture that was taken at the breakers right after that viral speech I did. Um, and it's really she's a stunner. And the comments are mm -hmm. amazing. Every comment's about her, not about me. Like you married up. So uh, go check it out. I'm at D Bongino, just like my Twitter on Instagram. So if you want to see what we all look That's like, check beauty it out. and the beast, baby. It is big time. And Joe <laughs> is at Joe Haas with a Z yeah. one. So make sure you follow him. You can see his new Elvis look. He's got a nice looking avatar there too. So nice. Yeah, uh, baby. Thank you. Yeah, baby. All right. Final story of the day, but it's an important one. Daily Caller just bringing it, by the way. <laughs> Daily Caller totally bringing the heat. Uh, they had this exclusive, of course, about the FBI raid, which again is not good news. I'm telling you. But they had another story. They somehow got their hands, Joe, on a devastating group of email chains. I read this like, no way. Deneen Borelli from CRTV always tells me NFW, which stands for no freaking way. Uh -huh. They got their hands on an email chain indicating that Google, at a minimum, and they don't, the Daily Caller doesn't engage in hyper, even though it affected them in hyperbolic language in the piece, at a minimum, engaged in significant, detailed email conversations about how to suppress conservative content on their search engine. Now, that's not breaking news to us that that the Google and these left-wing companies like Twitter and Facebook and these other social media meatheads, it is not breaking no. news that they're biased against conservative. Joe and I have been talking about it the whole week. Uh, first hand, we know it. But what happens, Joe, when we say stuff like that? The liberal kooks and the media looney tunes come out and say what? Oh, conspiracy theory, <laughs> conspiracy, you're all crazy, conspiracy. Well, the Daily Caller, who between Luke Rosiak and Chuck Ross and his Richard Pollack uh, guy, these guys have been knocking it out of the park and they've been beating the mainstream media to just about every breaking news story. Rosiak broke the Pakistani ID case. 
They had Chuck Ross, who broke the Stephen Halpert thing. This guy Pollock comes out yesterday with this bombshell about the Clinton Foundation whistleblower raid. They got emails from Google execs. You got to read the emails, folks. They're postulating about various ways to kind of suppress Breitbart and the Daily Caller stories from appearing in significant search results. One guy says, like, well, they're just like bloggers. They're bloggers? So you're telling me Chuck Ross's story about Stefan Halper, this, this intelligence asset used against the Trump, that, that's made up? Well, it's not made up, but they're bloggers. They, listen, they just can't accept the fact that the mainstream media is dead and that they're getting beat to the punch religiously by people at the Daily Caller who just put their shoes on and just work harder. It's driving them absolutely crazy that they can't control the narrative anymore. You got to read them. Now, to be fair to Google, and the piece is, it's, it's, they present both sides. They present the email chain in a way that it's damning. Don't get me wrong. But there is apparently one liberal there. And I say that because he acknowledges in the email chain he's a Hillary Clinton supporter. I'm not you know trying to disparage a guy. But one liberal who's an executive at Google who says, hey, listen, guys, this is a really bad idea. Like, I'm not a Hillary, I mean, I'm a Hillary supporter, but this could backfire on us spectacularly. So, and I want to be clear on this too. It, it doesn't appear from the email chain this was ever strictly implemented. I'm not giving Google an out. They did a lot of dumb things like that ridiculous fact-checking thing they yeah. did that was only fact-checking conservatives and getting all the facts wrong. <laughs> Google does a lot of stupid stuff. The point is not that it happened. The point is that in one of the world's most powerful, richest companies, that lobby massively the government we elect that has power over us, that there was actual conversation about in the new public square, which is what Google is, of shutting down opinions that contradicted anything liberals had to say and almost accepted liberal, you know, liberal newspapers as fact. It's devastating. Read the piece. The show notes today are awesome. Please read it. A lot, a lot of Daily Caller stuff. All right. One final story, because I only got two minutes left. And uh, it's important. I've been meaning to get to it all week. Andy Puzder, uh, who does great work, had a piece in the Wall Street Journal, which is in yesterday's show notes. It may be subscription only. I'm not sure. But it's yesterday's show notes. Show number, what was yesterday? 861. Yeah. I'm not going to put it again in today's show notes because there's a lot of articles. But if you want to read it, you can try it. I think it's subscription only. Forgive me. But uh, you may sometimes you get a free couple links before they charge you. It's worth your time. You don't have to read it, though. I'm going to sum up for you what it says. It is a damning piece about stopping the nonsense about the Obama economy being comparable to the Trump economy. It's not. It is. I'm just going to give you some numbers and facts and data in a minute, 30 seconds that'll entirely debunk your liberal friends nonsense. Obama handed Trump a great economy. Stop making it up. You look like an idiot. The average recovery after a recession. Based on American history, depression, recession, recovery. It's 3 to 4%. Obama's recovery, 2009, afterwards, 2.2%. The six quarters, the last six quarters of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Barack Obama's presidency, the last six fiscal quarters, meaning three months times six. Obama's growth rate, 1.5%. Trump's first six quarters, 3%. 1.53. Donald Trump doubled it. Just a fact, folks. I know that's hard for you liberals out there. Donald Trump's first year in office. Looks, he's going he's gonna to average 3% growth. That's the first time that's happened since 2005. Yep, 2005. Job openings under Trump over the last 21 months. 75,000 a month. Job openings are good. Means new jobs are being created. Barack Obama, 900. 
Employed Americans up 214,000 a month over the last 21 months under Donald Trump. Under Barack Obama's last 21 months, 157,000. Uh-oh. Full-time workers up 217,000 a month under Donald Trump. Under Obama, 148,000 a month. My bad. Weekly earnings up $2.31 since the tax cuts. Last uh, few months under Obama, $1.31 a month. Finally, unemployment in the last 21 months down 23%. Down 23% under Trump. Only decreased 13% under Obama. Nice try, Libs. No good. I know facts and data are hard. I know your skulls are very thick, but you may want to let that sink in. My bad. It's like Nelson Muntz. <laughs> Sorry. Read the puzzler piece. It's in yesterday's show notes. T- print it. Highlight it for your liberal friends because they keep putting out this. I tell, like I said, it's like Susan Powder. Stop the insanity. All right. Stop the nonsense. Obama's economy stunk. Just admit it. All right, folks. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Please read the show notes today. Um, thank you for all your purchases at the Chum Store. They all went to charity. Uh, my wife and I are going to tell you soon where it yep. went. Uh, let me just tell you, you made somebody's life. You changed someone's life, whether you know it or not. Yep. So if you want to buy stuff at the Chum Store, all of our proceeds, all of them, go to charity. Our proceeds. We have to pay some administrative costs to Teespring. So thank you very much for buying mugs and hats. Uh, we don't profit at all, but somebody did. And you really did something super nice. So we'll let you know soon. Thank you so much. And please subscribe to our show. On iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio is a follow button on iHeart. It says subscribe on iTunes. It is free, 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 but it helps us move up the charts and it helps people find our shows on the top charts ranking. Thank you very much. It was a great week of listens. Joe and I are back. Joe knows what I mean big time. And we will see you all on Monday. Thanks a lot. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.